Welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers Podcast. Today we have just a legend in the building with us today, none other than Ryan Clark. We're going to talk about all things, the pivot, professional sports and everything. How you doing, my brother? Doing well, man. You know, just getting ready to go do the real job. <laughs> as, as always, I understand. Yeah. We start each one of our episodes by having our guests walk us through the arc of their career. And you've had a storied NFL career, but you've now transitioned to media and you've done it in a way that everybody can't really do. Why media? And at what point in your football career did you realize that this would be the next step for you? You know, I don't necessarily know uh, what point it was. I think once you do the job long enough as it, it pertains to playing, you get opportunities to be on TV, you get opportunities to interview. And I think I did that well. I received a radio show in Pittsburgh. I, had, I picked up a TV show in Pittsburgh. And so you start getting people telling you that maybe this could be a career for you. Uh, I would go to NFL Network. I um, When I got sick, I was doing first take and I was like, hey, you should let me come debate skip or whatever it was. And, you know, they call me up in the playoffs. And I remember going to the meeting after watching the games with everyone Sunday. And I had this notebook and I just kept writing notes and I just kept telling them about the notes I took from the game. And when we were walking out, Skip was Skip said of all the entertainers, of all the athletes, um, current athletes that we've had on the show, like I was the most prepared one, that Ryan Clark was the most prepared one. And I think from that, you know, I, I interned at ESPN and then I got a job. I was the first active football player to actually get paid to do TV in the off season and during the season. And so, you know, I, I often credit my sports information director at LSU. He would come get me every game we lost. So I didn't necessarily speak after every game we won, but I spoke to the media after uh -huh. every game we lost because he felt like I was the best to do that. I would present in the best way and I would understand how to handle the media. And that kind of was my practice in being able to do this. And I also graduated uh, from the Manship School of Mass Communications at LSU. So this was always kind of something I think I'd been preparing for. You know, my little brother, I call him my little brother, Stefan Gilmore, and he's been talking about it and working with Paul Feinbaum and trying to break into the space. My my question is, what advice do you give those young younger guys, but they're old because they kind of on the end of their career? What advice mm. do you give them so they can end up in a space? Because it ain't a whole lot of opportunities and you're young on the desk. You're new on the desk. You ain't going nowhere no time soon. Yeah, I mean, just do the work like you. It, it takes an investment in getting opportunities to be on TV. No, you're going to have these guys and, and Stefan has an opportunity to be a Hall of Famer. He's a defensive player of the year, all pro, a pro bowl player. So he'll have that opportunity. But those Hall of Fame names matter when you get off of the field and when you hang up the cleats. But it also matters now. So if you can get it with the fine bombs, if you can go to ESPN in the offseason, the NFL networks, the Fox Sports, and get in front of some of those people that make those decisions post-career, it's better to do it while you're playing. And so now once you step off the field, you jump right into it. Listen, your name's never going to be as hot as when you played or as or when you're fresh off of the playing field. Once you kind of let that die out, then you actually have to be good at it right away. And so I would say if I were them, I'd get involved in it while playing so I can jump right into it once I retire. Before we talk about the pivot and the playoffs, talk to me about how you responded to DeMar Hamlin and how players responded to this. How did you respond to what you saw on the field? Because interestingly enough, you're one of the few players who, not a direct parallel, but you were there too. You were so sick that you could have died out there. Mm. But for, I think I was watching, but for Coach Tomlin literally saved your life. 
Um, I don't necessarily know if he if he saved my life as much as he didn't let me risk it again. Um, Fair yeah, enough. So, yeah. And so, you know, I played in Denver and, you know, I had a sickle cell crisis and I lost my spleen, my gallbladder, a piece of my liver. Um, but I was sick for months. Right. And so I was able to finish the game. So it wasn't that kind of direct visualization we got of DeMar Hamlin. We got to see that happen in real time. And it scares you when a guy is able to stand up and then he collapses. You know, it's not like what we saw with Russell Gage last night or uh, against Dallas, which was crazy because I had a feed being in studio with SVP that other people didn't have. Right. I'm looking at Russell Gage fight to get up and his body is convulsing on the ground as he's trying to get up. And obviously they wouldn't show that on the feed that goes out nationally because people don't need to see that. And so it was even scarier for me at that time. And it put me in the place of wondering what it had to look like when you see DeMar Hamlin's pads being cut off, when you see nose leaking from his nose, I mean, blood leaking from his nose and his mouth. That was what those players had to endure on that field. And I couldn't imagine that. Like, that's not football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's why players reacted to it in the way that they did. I mean, talk about the reaction of Skip Bayless. I mean, and what I don't want to get into like the back and forth or the network here and there, but just there are some people who said the tweet wasn't all that bad. Give your perspective on why so many people, players in particular, responded as viscerally to Skip as they did. I mean, that's on the players and Skip. I'm not like I can't speak for other people Um, and I can't even I can't speak for him. Like I'm not I'm not concerned with what other analysts do or whether what other TV personalities do like I'm not gonna get into that that pissing match of he's not right whatever uh you know Skip sent the tweet out Skip felt like it was the appropriate time for that as for me I thought that that time and the way I was going to handle it was going to be about DeMar Hamlin's health about DeMar Hamlin's family and about the fact that we saw a young man literally come within moments of losing his life playing a game that he loved the way that other people um the way that other people intend to analyze that approach that or perceive that from the outside and talk about what they think is important that's on them you know i let grown men be grown men and so he gotta handle that and deal with that this episode is brought to you by jiffy lube Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. 
With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. So look, the, let's, let's go, let's pivot to the pivot. P- the pivot is what I believe arguably is the best content on the internet in terms of black men and black athletes talking about themselves. I mean, bravo, whoever came up with the concept. I mean, it's a brilliant concept. But let's talk about that. How did the pivot come about? And for people who haven't heard about it, describe the role that you play, Fred plays. Yeah. And I mean, Channing need prayer. I don't I don't know how y'all do. Nah, Channing, <laughs> Channing's perfect, man. Channing is perfect. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily know that we came up with the concept. You know, it's it's a concept that many people do. Obviously, they were on I am athlete previously. It's not it's not far off from that concept. It's not far off from the concept of what Joe Button does or million dollars worth of game, like drink chaps. Like I think, I think all of those things are the the same form of long format conversations and interviews. Uh, What we do have is a producer and Alicia Zubakowski who comes from a TV background and is, is so good technically that we got to our form of interviewing and allowing people to speak because it's better for audio. Correct. Right. It wasn't necessarily this is how we want it to happen. It was better for audio. And then once you start to do that, you go, well, it's better for audio, but also it allows people to complete thoughts, right? To finish what they're saying. And I think that's what people have loved about our podcast, but the guests are really what came up with the concept, right? Like Michael Beasley, we weren't prepared for that. It just happened. And then once it happened, once we showed the compassion that we showed once we conducted ourselves in not only a professional manner, but an empathetic man manner. I believe it drew the community to us and in drawing the community to us, it drew bigger stars to us. You know, Shaquille O'Neal comes on and says, he's the reason his marriage didn't work. Yeah. Or Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart reaches out to us and wants to sit down with us because he understands the impact that we're having. And so I think that's kind of what it's been, man. And I don't know if we necessarily have roles as we're kind of just who we are. I would probably say from a role standpoint, I probably have to maneuver the most because Fred's going to be Fred. Obviously, Channing, you can't you can't change him. Ain't no, ain't no script to Channing. <laughs> yeah, but like sometimes Fred's more involved or locked in a little more or more excited about an interview. And that's when he'll talk. And so if he's talking a lot, I got to sit back, allow him to do his thing. So it's just my job to keep everything moving, my job to keep the flow, to set up and to continue conversations and to allow our guests to have the space that they can have. And shoot, you know, Shannon's I call Shannon the clip maker. You know, like if you're if you're not familiar with our podcast in the sense of you don't watch it where we're walking through the airport, he's always the person everyone notices. Because if you think of the Russell Wilson situation, the Kevin Hart clip. Channing has so many viral moments without even having to speak a ton. I think he's truly the star of the show. For listeners who don't watch The Pivot First, go and subscribe and watch. It's dope. But has it occurred to you all just how much of the culture you're moving forward with the work you're doing? And do you feel pressure to keep up the incredible work you're doing now? Uh, I think there's, there's a pressure to meet the expectations of who the guests are. Yeah. 
you know. Um, I mean, y'all, the only person left. I mean, I want to see Barack. I mean, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to Schultz today, Eric Schultz. But but we got to get Barack Obama sitting down with y'all. Yeah. So we we were asked about like people we'd want on. Uh, President Obama is certainly one of those people. Um, Dave Chappelle is one of the people I would love to sit down with. Um, and I think that those are things we we hope happen in the future. But what happens is right. So. We are just trying to continue. I'm a content guy. I want to try to continue to take create quality content, but also great conversations. Like, like that's my thing. I want to have a conversation that after we have it, Bukari goes and talks about it and has it with his homeboys or has it with his girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. And sometimes, though, when you get to Kevin Hart, they think everybody's going to be Kevin Hart. Yeah. Right. When in general. There's like one Kevin Hart in the world, and then there are some other people on this level, maybe a few more that are more important, but it ain't a ton of those people that you have the access to to sit down with. And so what is what it is about what we do is trying to make sure we're having relevant conversations, current conversations with people in all walks of life that are entertaining and that can move the needle. You know, like it's as, it's as important to me to have Ryan Monday, who Monday, who is a former teammate of mine, who has a black mental mental health company it's as important to me or more important to me to have that conversation but i also know people won't just automatically tap in for that conversation because of who it is yeah and so sometimes you're playing the you're playing the guessing game of all right do we go chase the big guy or do we don't go chase the conversation so we're trying to do both at a high level uh do you have i mean one of my last questions before we get to some rapid fire on football because i know you got to work to earn your living <laughs> um, talk to me about any future plans for the pivot in terms of different platforms that you share the content. Like you, I found that I think, I mean, as a part of the Warner family at CNN, I think y'all will be dope on HBO. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's obviously always that hope that somebody finds your content good enough to where you can move it to one of those networks to kind of have that backing. I mean, we invested in this company ourselves. Like it's us three and our producer, uh, we also have a manager like those are the the our owners and the partners. But I think you you want to push toward that right now. It's been lucrative and it's been good for us to be able to control the content, control where it's um, where you can find it and where it's pushed out to. But eventually, I think that's where we want to get. You know, it's going to be like a three, five hard year push, man. I think we'll pick our head up then and see where it is. And maybe we've created enough legacy and done enough to where that's it. Maybe, you know, like The Wire. The Wire was only six seasons because that was all it needed. Right? That's all and it needed. Made, and, the greatest, it made, greatest show on TV. And that's exactly. all it needed. And it made its, it made its impact in six years. So we'll see, or in six seasons. So we'll see where this goes. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com 
to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I'm a, before I let you go, I'm going to talk some football with you. I can't have you here. I'm really, really, really proud of, of what you guys are doing with, with uh, your content creation. Um, but I want to talk about some football. How do you see the AFC and NFC shaking out, and especially in light of what we saw last night? I think what's dope is, right, look at the AFC and the quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Like, if you don't have a dude at quarterback in the AFC, you cancel Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the days of making it to the Super Bowl in the AFC with Joe Flacco, those days are over. Trent Dilfer, remember? Yeah, like, yeah, you can cancel that. Respectfully. <laughs> Ain't no more Baltimore's, bro. And so, you know, when you look at it, I think many of us expect Kansas City to beat the Jaguars. It's not going to be – I don't see the 27-point the comeback happening again against that team. But I think the, the true matchup is Cincinnati-Buffalo, a matchup that we missed, obviously, because of the DeMar Hamlin injury. But this is a team in Cincinnati that's going to the Super Bowl last year, playing against Buffalo that's kind of had a little war with attrition defensively and is not the same team. I think I think Cincinnati goes on the road, finds a way to win, um, and then they play Kansas City. And I think Kansas City finally beats them. I know they're 3-0 against Kansas City in, 2020, in 2022, but this is 2023. Maybe they get that dub. And on the other side, man, you know – don't say the, the Cowboys, Dallas, man. Their fans the are Cowboys, their yeah, fans are insufferable. Dog. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys that played last night can play with anybody, though. Yeah. Right. But when you look at a team in San Francisco, 11 straight wins, Brock Purdy playing out of his mind. I say San Francisco, Philly in the NFC Championship. And gosh, it's so hard to go against San Francisco right now. I was on the Philly train all year. But with this Jalen Hurts injury, man, I think we see a rematch of Kansas City, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Oof, that's that's tough. I mean, I, I I can't I can't necessarily go against that. Uh, talk to me about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm a I'm somewhat of a I'm a Colts fan because of Steph. God forbid we, he's leaving somewhere. Else. <laughs> uh, but I'm also here in Carolina. So there's some thoughts that maybe David Tepper will whip out a checkbook and get Lamar Jackson. What happens to Lamar Jackson? Where does he end up? You know, you take into the account the Roquan Smith deal and the Deshaun Watson deal. What happens to Lamar? I think I think Lamar ends up being traded. I think he's going to be franchised. It's going to be basically akin to the sign and trade deals we see in the NBA. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure where he ends up, but if you're the Carolina Panthers, I think you have to put in a bid. If you're the New York Jets, I think you have to put in a bid. Um, and so, you know, you look at these teams with – these vacancies at the position that actually finished the season strong, not necessarily the Jets, but the Jets seemed prepared defensively. Steve Wilkes and what he was able to do with Carolina down the stretch. Um, the, the crazy thing about Lamar and Friday, we actually have uh, Demory Smith, the NFLPA oh, executive yeah. director on. And we talked about this. It's not that baseball and basketball wanted to go to quote unquote guaranteed contracts or baseball and basketball negotiated guaranteed contracts right out of the gate because they don't offer that when you're drafted what they what they did was in an NBA free agents 
refused to take things that weren't guaranteed contracts. And that was how they progressively moved oh, to where they are. So think about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, okay, first Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins goes and gets a fully guaranteed contract. And now these first ballot Hall of Famers after him don't, don't demand that. Maybe he didn't get the length of the deal or the totality of the deal, but then the guys behind him who had that cachet were comfortable with a great guarantee, a huge contract, because they figured they'd get all the money as well, right? Now I'll go to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed deal. Let me say that again. Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed deal. Warts and all. Warts and all. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so then Russell follows, Kyler follows, and they don't demand fully guaranteed contracts. And so that's what Lamar is asking for. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. And why shouldn't he when he's seen somebody get it? Two people that he's better than. No doubt. But, but on the other side of that, the owners collude. The owners don't like certain things and they may not be willing to do that. And so I think as Lamar is fighting for that and the NFL PA is backing him, it'll be very interesting to see if the team he is traded to, who may be desperate enough to do it, gives him a fully guaranteed contract. Man, I could talk to you all day. I know you got to run. Uh, I got a couple more questions, but I'll skip those and get to the most important one, which is how can folks follow you on social media, catch the pivot and catch you on ESPN? Yeah, so uh, you can catch the pivot on Spotify, Apple, uh, the Pivot Podcast, uh, YouTube channel. And for me, I'm Real R. Clark on Instagram, Real R. Clark 25 on Twitter. And I appreciate your time. I'm sorry we couldn't get on in the beginning, man. The the Zoom link was messing nah, the up. The Zoom link head. was all bad. Yeah, you need to go Talk ahead and get your, you need to go ahead and get your book out, man. I want to hear I want to hear your stories about uh, both John Taylor and Troy Palomalu. That's the stories yeah. I want to hear playing with those. You, nah, ain't, ain't gonna be no books, but I tell you what, man. If you want to do this again before the Super Bowl, I'll happily jump on and give you more time. I look forward to it, Brian. Be easy, man. Thank you for everything I'm you man. do.